G'day punters. G'day and welcome to Winning Post's preview podcast for the weekend of Saturday, November 13. I'm John Barker from Winning Post. Joining me as usual, Dynamite Dan Nuttall and Jackpot Joel Marshall. Well, Dan, as I've uh, written in the publications this week, uh, we've had the last couple of years, probably since the retirement of Winks, we've tended to have a fairly even bunch with uh, the better horses taking turns to win the big races. Uh, but this spring, we've had uh, some real stars emerge, and it should be a, a titanic battle for Australia's racehorse of the year. The five that I named were uh, Animo, Incentivise, Nature Strip, Very Elegant, and Zaki. Uh, who's your pick of those for horse of the spring? It's a tough one. Uh, they all have, they all obviously have a really good case and different reasons. Obviously, Animo is old who's, um, you know, on the wrong side of a protest of winning a Cox Plate after winning a Guineas. Uh, Nature Strip obviously solidified himself as the, the country's best sprinter. Uh, look, I, I've, probably, I'd probably go with Nature Strip, just the, the strength of that Everest win and obviously backing it up and doing it again on... Um, uh, on stake, say, in the, in the Dali Sprint. So in a, in a tough field, I'd, I'd probably lean the way of Nature Strip um, uh, Barks. What about you, Joel? Who do you think's been the horse of the sprint? Oh, look, I'd probably lean towards Very Elegant. I think, you know, the find of the spring is probably incentivised. Um, but I think Very Elegant, in terms of the best performance, you know, you just go back a couple of years ago and just well, when she was a three-year-old and even early as a four-year-old with that racing style of hers and, getting ahead in the air and costing herself some races to think that she's now settling well enough to run two miles and put a gap on them in the Melbourne Cup. I mean, there were some massive gaps in behind. A lot of people say it perhaps wasn't the strongest Melbourne Cup we've seen for a while with the lack of, I guess, a strong international presence. But, uh, yeah, just her win was just completely dominant. Got a, an absolute perfect ride from J-Mac. But, uh, yeah, I think... Just that performance, and you know, she was she did manage to um place in a Cox plate as well. So I'll have her in front, just yes, that's right. I'll look, I, I'm with you, Joel. I think it might have been a different story, uh, if uh, Animo had got the protest in the Cox plate, and obviously, very elegant was in behind, but clearly, that wasn't her grand final. And uh, the ratings folk will tell you that uh, her performance in the Melbourne Cup was a clear career best. And uh, look, it's not as if uh, incentivised. Ran below his best, uh, and she's uh, really won in a very dominant style. And I don't think there was anything. Look, it didn't have the depth of the usual, but I don't think there was much wrong with the first four home in the Melbourne Cup. At least so very elegant at this stage, but all to play for in the autumn uh, really sets it up uh, for some mouth-watering clashes. This weekend, the City Carnivals are over in, well, not quite over, actually, in Melbourne, but uh, they're over for the time being. And uh, we, that is in, I'm talking about in Victoria and New South Wales, we head out to the country. We've got uh, Cranbourne Cup Day uh, this Saturday, first time in a new slot and back to 1,600 metres. And it is the $1 million Hunter is one of the features, the main feature at Newcastle, which takes centre stage in New South Wales. We've also got a stakes race in Brisbane and four at Ascot as the Perth Carnival hots up. We will head to Cranbourne first and the first leg of the quaddy there and the first of the main features is race six, Procon Developments Apache Cat Classic 1,000 metre handicap 
worth 150000 What did you like here, Joel? A tricky little race. I've gone with four, bless her. Her first two runs this time in were excellent. And then, you know, went down the straight and didn't offer a lot during cup week, but I think can be a bit forgiving for that. Back around a bend, she looked ready to win before that performance. So I had her on top of two, Dexalation, who's come back in very good order. He's just a, you know, a good horse. 10 wins, another 17 placings from his 42 starts, and here he is shooting for a hat-trick. So he's got to be a strong winning hope. A nine fast and deep down towards the bottom, I thought was the best roughie. She's a, a lightly raced mare. has got to um, raise the bar a little bit here, but she gets a big weight drop from that fresh run, which was quite good. I thought on her home track, she might be able to bob up into the minors. And one Blaze Jowski's a, a class act here. Just a 1,000 metres is probably too sharp for him, but he does have a good fresh record and he's got a, a nice soft gait. So probably wouldn't want to leave him out of my quad. He was placed over 1,100 fresh last prep. Four on top from two, nine and one. Yeah, I'm with Blaze Jowski on top there with a query. Obviously, that 1,000-metre journey is better form is over a little bit further, but he has been set for this race first up. Uh, lovely recent trial. Uh, sorry, jump out at Cranbourne leading into this. Um, he's got an excellent first up record. Uh, look, two starts during the winter. Um, very good first up at Caulfield over 1,100 metres, a Joel reference, and then tested in a group one in Brisbane, um, drifted that day, started big odds and was well held, but wasn't beaten a whole, uh, beaten too far. It was only three and a half lengths off the winner, Vega one. So here first up off the back of a nice trial, and I think he's good enough to win this fresh plays. Jowski is the class of the field. In for second, I got the two, Dexalation, um, just a ripping horse. This one, just two wins this time in. Been very good arriving in time in both of those. <coughs> um, uh, to knock, bless her in third, still a lightly raced mare, and improved it to come. Her first, second up runs were very good. Um, can bounce back around a bend, 54 kilos on her back. And excess funds, I think if he run up to his best, um, he's, it would be far away from the finish, I wouldn't have thought. One, two, four, and five. And for me, in the Apache Cat Classic, I like Dexalation to beat uh, Blaze Jowski, Bless Her, and I Am Someone. That's uh, two, one, four, and three. Should probably add that uh, the track at Cranbourne currently rated a soft six. A lot of rain expected. I am certainly tipping for a heavy track. However, the rain doesn't always arrive when predicted in Melbourne. Race seven, second leg of the quaddy at Cranbourne. On Saturday is the main event. It is the TAB Cranbourne Cup. Back to 1,600 metres, a quality handicap. And it's worth half a million bucks, Joel, with uh, 15 to face the starter. Yeah, I've gone with Luna Fox here at a bit of odds. He's a bit hit and miss. Obviously, he won the Australian Guineas at, what was he, 150 to 1 or even more than that. And it is, you know, whether that was just a flash in the pan, I'm not sure. But he, he backed that up with a, a good fourth in the All-Star Mile. And if you remember back then, that was a, a really deteriorating soft six. But I'm sure it was heavy by the time the race was run. And he finished fourth. He found 2,000 a bit far in the Rose Hill Guineas. Now, he's come back this prep. Thought he did more than enough first up in the Bobby Lewis at 1,200. Sandown Stakes was a little bit flat. Probably wait for age against him, even though it was a small field. But I thought his run in the Turak was pretty good because he did a fair bit of work. He was three wide early. He then did slot in and then had to sort of get going three wide again before the turn. It's quite a high-pressure race. I think the format of that, we've seen on Thunderstruck win and, and go on and win the Golden Eagle. A few of the others have come out of it and been a bit disappointing, but I think because it was just it was sort of a fast run race and 
might have taken its toll. I like that he's been given a little bit of a break between runs and about 17 or $18. I'm going to back him each way. From 11-hour playboy on the backup from his strong win at Flemington last week. Got a bad gait, but he's going to get wet conditions to suit, and he drops four kilos. 13, don't doubt Dory. Model of consistency coming off a last start win at Mornington. Another one with a nice weight drop and with uh, conditions to suit. And in for fourth, I will have the very consistent number 10, King Magnus, who ran very well yet again. Every time they raised the bar, he went to the Group 1 Cantala and was very competitive again. Five on top, though, from 11, 13 and 10. But with 11 on top, our playboy, um, thought he was a very good winning second up. Uh, last weekend, rising to the mile, he's now unbeaten at 1,600 metres. His win in the Wink Skinnies, the Sunshine Coast, uh, during the winter was was outstanding. You know, he's thrashed him there on a on a soft six. So clearly, affected ground is his preference. Um, and he will get that here. Wide draw, obviously, it's a little bit tougher, but the 600 metre form and quick backup on his wet track form, um, happy to have him on top 11-hour playboy. But one in next, Buffalo River, is another who prefers this uh, the sting out of the ground. And <clears throat> look, the, he's drawn 13 here, but there's not a whole lot of speed drawn inside him. Um, no effort. The other speed runner is drawn wider than he has. So I expect Buffalo River to, to cross and uh, doing a whole heap of work to find the lead. Um, and he can dictate as, as his favourite role. Through the wet track here, um, over a distance, he has had some success over. He certainly will take some catching. Don't doubt Dory, I think, is a good roughie here, the 13. Um, he's was tested over a little bit longer, this preparation, and just didn't run out um, those sort of staying trips. His 1,600-metre form is his best, and he drops at the mile last start um, and off a nice, had a nice run in transit there, but it was far too good for them at Mornington. And in for four, I have the 10, King Magnus. My numbers? Um, sorry, 11 on top of 1, 13 and 10. Inspecting that rain, I thought Buffalo Buffalo River could bounce back here from no effort. Our playboy and don't doubt Dory, 1, 9, 11 and 13 for me. My specials at Cranbourne, uh, as is quite often the case, the wrong way around. Uh, my best was Belle Placer, uh, the ex-Kiwi in race 5, the pendant. I uh, just thought her uh, two, two runs in Australia have been far from disgraceful and uh, a heavy track, you would think, uh, could she could really improve, but she's about 13 bucks. whereas my be- uh, my value bet is only about 480 and that's the Sean Mott train race four, number four. Our lone star, good enough run at Bendigo first up, I'd say set for this class three, well-placed over 1,500 metres. Second up, so race four, number four, my value bet rate, my best race five, number two, Bell plus Sir Joel. Uh, your value bet was in the cup race seven, number five, Luna Fox. Your best comes up in the last. Tell us about that. Yeah, race nine, number three, Imperial Hilton. Got a bit of time for this horse. He won his first two last prep. Big odds at Sandown coming off a good trial, and then he went to Morfittville and walked in. And few excuses for that Caulfield run. He was up a lot in weight and was never really in the right spot there. He's had three official trials leading into this. Typical Paddy Payne trials, just hard held, very quiet. Um, I just think with three trials, he's ready to go. He's going to need a little bit of luck. Tricky gate. Um, but, yeah, I think there's enough pace on to suit him. I think he's a talent and he'll be very... Hard to beat. The other one earlier in the day, well, I've made my roughie uh, in the winning post, is in Belle Placer's race, race five. I think April Rain and Belle Placer are the two 
hardest to beat, but uh, standoff. I've made my ruffie. He might be worth a look each way. Race five, number five. Yeah, my best comes up in that race five. April Rain, she's short, but I'm expecting her to get the job done. Um, she's got Quantico form first up in Sydney, giving that horse a kilo, and Quantico come out and won a race during Cup Week at Flemington. Just no luck on Melbourne Cup Day. April Rain, she was in behind, surrounded by horses much of the straight, and only really got out with 75 metres to go and hit the line nicely now, but the, the, the bird had flown at that stage. Um, talented mare who handles perfected ground, I think she'll be really hard to beat. So race five, number six, my best, April Rain. The value comes up in race three. I like one at a bit of a price here in Big Apple. Um, so three starts and he's won one, two second placings um, so far in his career. And I think first up over 1,000 metres, just found one a little bit too nippy there, but he's stuck on well for second. Up to 1,200 metres, I think you'll see a better horse. Um, he was won over a similar trip, second up last time in. That was on a wet track, and he won very easily. Um, the Black Book sort of run. Uh, he's leading into this preparation, he trialled really, or jumped out really well at, at Mornington. Um, pretty decent first up run as I touched on, up and trip and a wet track. Also drops 52 kilos after the claim. So I think he ticks a lot of boxes, Big Apple. Granted, it is a tricky little race, but thought he's well over the odds at sort of that 21 to 1 mark. So yeah, my best value, Cranbourne. Race three, number five, Big Apple. As I mentioned, Newcastle is the venue for New South Wales Metro Racing on Saturday. Uh, first of the big money features is race six. And, uh, Daniel, you've done your interview yarn uh, based around this race. So we'll start with that. It is the Visit Caracas 2022, the Beaufort 2300 metre handicap. And it is worth 300,000. Joel? I have gone with number three, Kiss the Bride, here from the uh, Bjorn Baker stable. Uh, going pretty well this prep. Good third over the mile, two runs back. Got up to the 2,000 metres and ran on really well uh, behind Think It Over. I think the step up to 2,400 will suit. Now he's already a winner at, well, he's a winner at 2,400. Now he gets to 2,300. So I think it's a logical step up in distance. He's going pretty well and he can handle the wet. Uh, if that's indeed what uh, what conditions we're working with. Two Yonkers. He was a surprise winner fresh. Tempo hasn't really helped his last couple. He didn't have a lot of room at a key stage last time either. He's he, you know he's a winner out to 2,400, so I think the step up and trip's going to suit him. One shared ambition. Yet to win this time in, but he's been sort of all around it. He's uh, he, Well, he was up in the weights, but he gets the claim for Dylan Gibbon, so it gets him in pretty well. And four, King's Charisma comes through that fast run Hotham handicap. He seemed to have his chance, but um, yeah, I think the form should be okay out of that race for a race like this, and he stays down in the weights. Three from two, one, and four. With Torrens on top, the six, um, thought he was a big chance to go back to back with just 50 and a half kilos after the claim to Jenny Duggan. Um, as you touched on Barks, I interviewed. Laurie Parker for a story, the trainer this week, and um, the stable of pretty high hopes for him that he'll sort of sort of unlock the key with him, I guess. Um, he's overcome a couple of niggling issues he had early on in his tenure with the stable, and um, his recent sort of results have shown um, shown that. And he's had two wins from his past three starts, um, ran right past Savio Valentino and Zayrak in the uh, Tattersall's Cup listed race last over 2,400 metres, and um, still 
uh, looked to do that quite well. I thought it was showed a pretty nice turn of foot um, for a star at the end of that race, and um, hopefully can go right on with it, Torren. So he's on top for me. The six, one shared ambition, obviously the class of the race is um, being competitive in much stronger company and deserves a win. This preparation has been thereabouts, um, obviously back in grade here. And I think a rise in triples will help him as well. So he's certainly a, a big chance. Two Yonkers um, on his best form can show up and, and go close in a race like this. Uh, in for fourth, I have the four, King's Charisma. My number is 6124. Race seven at uh, Newcastle on Saturday is uh, the only black type race on the program. It is the New Zealand Bloodstock NJC three-year-old Spring Stakes, 1,600 metre group three at set weights, Joel. Tricky race. We've got seven last start winners and a lot of them uh, sort of coming off, um, you know, sort of provincial form and maiden form. So it's, it's a bit tricky. It's up for grabs, that's for sure. I have settled on number five, War Eternal. He's by Piero out of a fast net rock mare. So I think the step up in distance is going to suit. He tackled the Brian Crowley first up, had issues there, um, being a bit forgiving. And then last week, he tackled the older horses over 1,400. He drew 11 of 12. He was three wide, no cover. I thought he actually stuck on quite well. He finished ninth, but he was only beaten three lengths. He gets barrier two here, third up. I think he's ready to improve at double figure odds. From four, Arnacor. We've sort of been going around in some good races. Fourth in the Ming Dynasty, fourth in the Dulcify. Didn't quite stay the 1800 of the gloaming, so they gave him a four-week freshen. He was doing his best work late in the Bondi last time out. A bit more tempo will suit him. Seven Kokoro, who had trialled well before the debut. He missed, missed a place there, but ran okay, and then got to the mile at Goulburn and bolted. And he's a late entry for this race, but Hugh Bowman to ride. I don't think he's out of it. An eight-lock eagle. Who Bowman has been aboard in both starts now gets James McDonald. He's been beaten in both of his maiden runs, but I think there's more to give from this bloke. I think the step up in distance is going to suit. Tricky race to sort out, but I was happy with five each way from four, seven, eight. I thought there was a couple of good each way chances uh, in the race. I've got Kokoro on top, the seven. Uh, dominant win when rising to the mile, second up. Beat, didn't beat a whole heap there, but been a golden maiden, but. Um, one with plenty in hand, and they can go on with it here and be competitive in, um, you know, what is that? Pretty moderate group three race. Uh, in for second, I have the four, Arnaqua. As Joel touched on, he's been sort of tested in some um, some pretty strong company this preparation, and whilst hasn't won one of those uh, those sort of stakes races, he's been thereabouts um, and been somewhat competitive. This is a, a step back in trip from the Bondi stakes last week. I think the one at... A, too big a price in this is the nine moon stories. Um, last start maiden win was only at the Sapphire Coast, but it was 1,200 to 1,600 metres there. And I like the way he finished over the top of them. He won very, very comfortably. Um, look, he's, this is a much tougher task and <clears throat> meets a couple of horses or a few horses that are much better handicap rating at the level weights. But um, I thought the, the, the strength of that last start win, he can, he can be running on and, and maybe finishing strongly. And... <clears throat> um, Sneak into a place at a really big price. And in for fourth, we've got the eight, Lock Eagle. Um, Round into a pretty handy one. And I am lethal last start. The rise and trip will help. Seven, four, nine, and eight. The big one at Newcastle on Saturday is race eight, which would be the second leg of the quarry. And it is the Hunter. 1,300 metres, uh, 15 and four emergencies. It is a quality 
and it is worth a million bucks. Joel? A very intriguing race and well, made more interesting after the barrier draw because lost and running, he, he looks the one, but 59 kilos. So he was already giving weight away to his rivals. Now he's come up with barrier 17. So he's going to need a gem of a ride from Hugh Bowman. But he's been racing against the best of company and he's just been getting better with every run. His first up run was a bit of a flop in the shorts. And I think everyone sort of thought, well, maybe he just hasn't come back or measured up to the better horses. But since then, he's run fourth in the Premier, fourth in the Everest and beat all but Eduardo last time out in the classic legend. So he's got the right form. He can handle given the ground. He's just going to need a bit of luck. 14 is a good roughy count of Monte Cristo. He was a, a real gun in Singapore. I had something on him first up in the June stakes, 60 to one and ran fourth. It was a bit of a heartbreaker, but he ran really well. And then his next few runs, he didn't have all favours. He wasn't able to manage a placing and he probably just tape it off a little bit with a couple of wide runs. And as I said, a few excuses. I think fresh here, 52 kilos, blinkers on. He's going to be 60, 70 to one again. And again, I'm going to have something on him. Two top rank. Well, he's the, he's the real X factor here. He's got genuine group one form from the UK. I think he went up 15 or $16 for this race about 10 days ago when they opened a market. He's into around $5 now. James McDonald to ride. Um, so look, he's got to be very wary of him. An 11 prime candidate is going well. He can put himself on speed, make his own luck. He was third in the Sydney Stakes and then third down the straight during Cup Week behind Quantico. Down to 54 kilos. He certainly waited to uh, to give a bit of a sight. It certainly doesn't end there when you're talking about multiples, but I think number one is the hardest to beat if he gets some luck. One fourteen to 11. I'm with one who will need a scratching to make the field, the 16, Creoderis. Um, look, he's been costly for fun, especially recently. Gone under his favourites um, three or four times sort of in the last 12 months. and But he's certainly a talented gelding um, on his day. He gives himself plenty to do. It was a long way off him in a nine-horse field last start and there was never a hope there, but he was running on hitting the line well as he as he does. Back to 52 kilos here and um, a bigger race, uh, a bigger field. And look, I think he's certainly talented enough to go close in a race like this. Um, with that light weight, he can fly home and onto a track that he's uh, one for one over. 1,300 metres, he's had good form over this trip. Um, just thought... He was well over the odds um, in this, and he can sort of show his best. And as I said, running on with a lot, really, really lightweight, um, thought might be one that's over the odds. But he still needs a scratching to make the field try there. So he's like on top selection of 16. The one lost and running, hard to ignore his uh, his spring form. The Everest Classic Legend runs were very good. Wide draw, it's a big weight, obviously, query. But back in this grade, he's got to take some beating if he can get the, some luck. Six, Ignore Fox. <clears throat> Very honest entire this bloke. I think ready to peak now. Third up, um, running well. Seldom runs poorly, but just needs another win. Uh, and in fourth, I have the nine, Raheran. 16 on top of one, six and nine. And we have heard about... Uh, no, no, we haven't heard. Well, so Creoderis, in fact, was Daniel's value bet. Now, your bets are going to be dueling. So, Joel, why don't you tell us about your value bet first, which is uh, race two, number nine, Karma Zone, and then uh, tell us about your best in race nine, and then uh, Daniel can argue for the opposition. So start us off with Karma Zone, race two, number nine. 
Yeah, sure, Bucks. Uh, look, Carmazone was um, my roughie a couple of weeks ago at Rose Hill. 1,300 in hindsight was probably always going to be too short. I thought there may have been more speed on. A few others did too, because he was 81 into 31. He only beat one home, but his last 100 metres was good. I thought it was a bit of a hidden good run. Now, they had two options here. Uh, Daniel Robinson, the Hawkesbury trainer, he was in, looked well-placed in the midway from barrier three with Jason Collett in race four. They've gone here in the sort of the open benchmark race where they can claim with Reese Jones and getting down to 51 and a half. So, look, it's possibly a slightly tougher race than the midway, but I think he's going to be very hard to beat with the lightweight. He can handle the wet. 1,600 second up suits. Just hoping there's a little bit of pressure on Mar and Par, who looks the likely leader. Will be hard to run down. And, and Charmy Baby's a bit of a favourite of mine. She's got a hope as well. But I'm going to be back in Karma Zone each way at good odds. And my best, as you mentioned, uh, in race nine, that's number five, Tinker McPhee. I'm hoping I'm not going off a run, possibly a run or two, too soon uh, with this mare. But she is talented. She's a former Kiwi. She had two runs. Uh, for Chris Waller earlier this year. She just couldn't go first up over 1,150, completely outsped. They broke the track record there on the Kensington track. Marway, very speedy galloper, was up winning the race. And uh, Matchmaker, another Kiwi from the Waller stable, competed in that race and went on to win during the Autumn Carnival. She then went to 1,400 at Warwick Farm, but she hung badly on the turn and did pull up lame. So obviously not, not all was well. She's had two trials. She looks to be going well. They've got James McDonald first up. Six or seven dollars, I think fourteen hundred fresh suits. So, as I said, you know, it could be a run early, but I think at those odds, I'm willing to uh, to step in. I'm pretty keen on the three Fashionel in the race. Look, she started a big price in the Hot Danish um, last weekend, and she had a good speed up in front. Just sort of peaked on a run late, and some pretty handy gallopers finish over the top of her that late. But she's wasn't beaten far, just a shade over two lengths. Um, she'll strip fitter for that, presents here third up, and she carries the same weight she did there um, here after the three kilo claim to Laura Lafferty. So from a good draw, she'll be able to lead this quite easily um, and does get through the affected going quite well. So ticks a lot of boxes for mine. Fashion, I think she'll be hard to, hard to catch. Race nine, number three. Alrighty, back to Doombin for Brisbane Racing on Saturday. And uh, I go to Doombin before Adelaide because there is a stakes race at Doombin and it is race number eight. And that is a race by the name of the TAB Keith Noud. 1,200-metre quality listed race. Daniel, how did you see this one? Yeah, I'm with the 12 on top, Simply Fly. Um, look, he does meet a few horses that are probably a little bit more talented than he is, I guess, um, but he's quite talented in his own right. And what I like is the fact that he's sort of got match fitness on those um, horses I I reference who are sort of presenting here first up, having the first runs of the summer campaign. Simply Fly, on the other hand, two starts back from a spell. He's been finishing off his races strongly in both of those. Um, now third up. And rising to 1,200 metres, I thought um, it was a good rate, uh, good, good opportunity for him to pick up um, some black type. And he's the one to beat, I thought, the 12 in this. Um, the two in next to Hirovin is first up, but he um, does boast pretty good first up record. He's won four and nine fresh, um, lethal over 1,200 metres. So a definite chance here first up the Hirovin here with the 60 and a half kilos. 
Intrepidacious has won a Gold Coast trial since uh, not having much luck at Doombin first up. Uh, and in for fourth, I have the nine near door. 12, 2, 8, and 9 for me. And uh, your best there at Doombin uh, comes up earlier on the card. Uh, and that's race four, number 10, Scottish Mist. Yeah, really looks a good chance if she can run up to the last start, um, second at this track behind Sir Warwick, who's arguably the most informed horse in Queensland at the moment. Um, long way back there, Scottish Mist, and did spot that Sir Warwick a start, but she rocketed home there and, and finished off really nicely. <clears throat> I think this is a, an easier race, and she's drawn better this time around, and her form on wet tracks is quite good, so Scottish Mist is worth a, is worth a bet. Best, best of the day in Brisbane, race four, number 10. Uh, the value comes up in race seven, Bad Barista is on top for me. She's um, sort of around $16, $17 mark. I thought appealed at those odds. A really good fresh horse. She was chasing eloquently last preparation, a couple couple of starts, and she wasn't finishing far behind um, that mare who's, who's won her last six and does present first up on this card. Um, I thought the recent Toowoomba trial was good. Um, an open race I thought was worth an each-way bet, Bad Barista, race seven, number five. Alrighty, Joel, any thoughts on Doombin on Saturday? Uh, just in the three-year-old uh, race, race five, uh, number nine, Mimi Lagarde, who I see Daniel has got on top as well. Uh, Philly by star turn, uh, quite a well-bred girl. She was impressive winning her maiden at Ipswich and then went to a stakes race and ran pretty well at Doombin back uh, through the carnival. Uh, drawn well, I think she looks a good bet at around five, 5.50. Alrighty, they're racing on the Parks track at Morfordville on Saturday in Adelaide. And uh, Daniel, first couple of legs of the quaddy for your specials there. Yeah, um, best bet comes up in race seven, Comfort Girl, crying out for the 2000 or the 2000, this longer trip. She's 1800 up to 1950 here. Um, but love the way she's been finishing off her races of late. As I said, should appreciate, will appreciate the rise in trips. She sort of showed. Uh, staying promised last preparation and she's uh, trending that way again this time around. So from a good draw, um, back in grade, Comfort Girl looks hard to hold out in race seven. Extra time in the race before, thought would come a bigger price than what he did, but he's still my second best bet on the card. Um, very consistent gelding, he's won two races this preparation, including one on this Morfordville Parks track. Um, he chased hard behind Rock the Ring last start, who certainly one of the form horses in South Australia at the moment. Um, no match for that horse, but he was the best of the rest and finishing off strongly there, um, just racing really well. And um, this is no harder to what he's seen recently. So he's a, the next best. Race six, number two, extra time. Okie dokie. Uh, Ascot, as I mentioned, uh, we are warming up towards the Perth Masters starting next week. And there are four Stakes races on the Ascot card this Saturday. Uh, first of them is race five, RJ Peters Stakes, 1,500 metre, group three handicap. Uh, and Bob Peters does have a runner in this in the Cerise and White, and that's number seven, Real Charisma. But uh, BJ Ryan, our man in Perth, is with number five, Kiss on All Four Cheeks, um, who is... Uh, had to race out of her comfort zone last time on the pace, but uh, there's plenty of pace this time uh, provided largely 
by Cockney Crew here. Uh, so he BJ's with number six to beat Captain Chaos um, and Luke's goal and Cockney Crew. So that is uh, six to beat uh, three, four and five. Race six at Ascot on Saturday is the Seacorp Ascot Gold Cup, 1,800-metre listed handicap. BJ's bet here is pretty keen on Midnight Blue, number eight to beat Mr. Delegator, number nine, Temptation, number 13, and Maricino, who is number four. Race seven at Ascot is the Euros Hartleys WA champion Philly Stakes Group 3 for three-year-old fillies at set weights over 1,600 metres. And BJ reckons it's a racing two between number three, Bazoom, and number two, Search and Rocks. And he's with Bazoom, so that's three to beat two. Uh, My Fury, number four for third, and Desert Vixen, number six for fourth. And finally, race eight at Ascot on Saturday, the Euros, Hartleys. Colonel Reeves stakes 1,100 metre, group three, Set weights and penalties. BJ here is with Elite Street number one uh, with Brad Rewiller aboard to beat Stageman, who is number seven. And then he's got Graceful Girl uh, number 15 and Red Can Man number three. So that's uh, race eight, number one, Elite Street there. BJ's best on the Ascot program comes up earlier. That's race four, number nine, God, ha- God Has Chosen. His value bet, race two. Number four, Beat the Bro. Earlier in the day across the Tasman, Joel, it's carnival time in Christchurch at Rickerson. Yeah, they uh, have had two days already, last Saturday and Wednesday, and now we finish with the, the Phillies, get their opportunity in the Group 1000 Guineas, and of course the two-mile New Zealand Cup. My best bet is in race 11. That's number five, My World. He won a couple of starts ago at double-figure odds. We backed up last week at around $4.50. He found one better, unfortunately, but ran quite well. Just didn't quicken at the key stage, but did keep coming right to the line. I just think he was looking for 1600 so he gets that on the quick backup. I'm happy to follow my cash with him. And as for the value bet, we're going in the big one, the 1,000 guineas, sticking with the Jamie Richards, Opie Boson combination. Race eight, number seven, the perfect pink. Now, I think the favourite will be number one, Imperatrix, Drew Gate 16. They've left Danielle Johnson on that, and she's going to be hard to beat. But I thought the perfect pink ran on really well for fourth behind her in the soliloquy stakes. That looks the right form. Um, drawn Gate 14, I see she's gone up around $5.50. I was hoping for maybe a little bit more, but I guess when, that's when you've got Opie Boson on, you're always going to take a little bit of unders. But I think she's the one to beat. I think Imperatrix, Mustang Valley, and We Danced look to be the dangers. Uh, the other meeting in New Zealand is at Tauranga. Best bet, race three, number 12, Mistress Mink. She was a value bet a couple of weeks ago. She was $26 and she should have won. She was held up a couple of times when looking for runs down the straight, flew and just missed. Uh, she goes up a little bit in class. There's a bit of depth to this, but I think now that she's back in form at a track, she clearly races best at. She won her maiden here and she ran second here last start. So I think she's worth sticking with. And the value bet, uh, one that has mixed her form, but she won her maiden here. She's locally trained. Race four, number 16, Betty Davis Eyes. She, as I said, has mixed her form, but she's bobbed up on the odd occasion. Gate one on her home track, down in the weights. 
a big feel, but I don't think there's too many chances. So at a bit of a price, I might uh, have a couple of dollars on her. That wraps up a big Saturday of racing around Australasia and brings us to our best uh, our best $20 bet of the weekend. And uh, that is called Lazy Lobsters. Well, Joel went across the Tasman uh, last Saturday and just as well, no there, not any flash price, but uh, gets the money. Daniel and I letting the side down, although rocket clock for Daniel, not too far away. Nimalee for me, no good. Uh, Joel, well, you've got the honours. What, what do you like this time? Yeah, well, he crunched them last week, November. The listeners needed to get on at the 260. I think it was a dollar eighty or what he ended up, or dollar ninety. So certainly all the rage and and one like a uh, dollar ninety pop should. I'm going to go to Cranbourne. Last race of the day. Be patient. I think if he gets a little bit of luck in the straight, it'll be very hard to beat. Race nine, number three, Imperial Hilton. I'm going to go to Morphville Parks. Uh, for my bet, Comfort Girl, I think will be really hard to beat in uh, race seven. Race seven, number 12. And that being the case, I'm going to have the luxury of going each way, expecting that rain on the ex-Kiwi Bell Plus Sir, who is Cranburn race five, number two. Uh, that wraps up the podcast for another week. Leave us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already. It is online as we speak to you through winningpost.com.au or it is in the shops uh, around Australia, bar WA, uh, on Friday morning with all the form for Friday night, Saturday and Sunday and fields for basically everywhere else, fields, colours and tips uh, right through from Friday to Monday. Uh, if you're getting to the races, uh, enjoy. Uh, have a great weekend, listeners. Back plenty of winners, and we'll talk to you next Thursday on the preview podcast.